Blog Talk Radio. Chicken steak chips 
cookout treat. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Serve on fish and vegetables. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Chef Cheese, Florida barbecue sauce. Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. So definitely got a lot to cover here tonight. And we're going to go ahead and get the show started. I did want to go ahead and pay tribute to the Iron Sheik, who unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 81. For those who don't know, the Iron Sheik is a legend in WWE wrestling. He's somebody who... As a kid, I remember him wrestling against Hulk Hogan, Randy Macho Man Savage, and he ended up going on from Iran. And the great thing about his story is that he persevered and he was very entertaining. He came from a background that most people don't come from who are wrestlers, Iran. And guess what? He ended up being a Hall of Famer, somebody who The Rock knows, somebody who Hulk Hogan knows. All the old school wrestlers know the Iron Sheik. Unfortunately, has passed. So I'm going to go ahead and say a moment of silence for the Iron Sheik, legend, Hall of Fame wrestler. All right, that's a moment of silence for the Iron Sheik. And definitely want to big, give a big props and shout out to Sam Scola. He was the songwriter for both songs, the introduction song, as well as Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song, Sam Scola, really appreciate you and Mary, all the way from Maine. We're going to play another great song at the end of the show. Sam was so great and that he has an outro song for us, too. Really appreciate Sam Scola for doing that for us on such short notice. And for those who don't know or missed the last week or do know that The show has changed now. The show is no longer the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. It is now the Allen Alford Sports Talk Show. Again, it's the Allen Alford Sports Talk Show. So you have yourself, myself, yours truly, go ahead and and handling the show. Me and Aaron are still great friends. In fact, we texted today. And now you're going to get a chance to hear a different side of the, of the show. You'll get a chance to hear more of me. We're going to give you some great content, a lot of great things that are happening here on the show. Let me, in fact, start with the NBA Finals. You know, one of the things that is going on right now is the Heat. Question is, can the Heat win the series? Yes. Logistically, they can win the series. They're down two to one. They're playing right now in Miami. And, in fact, I'm going to go ahead and update you on the score because they are playing tonight in Miami. But, yes, the Heat could win this series. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I really don't. I I said it all along when the series started that I think the Heat will win another game. They'll win one, which they already have. And I feel like they might steal another game in this series. 
but I just don't see them coming back and winning this series. It's not that the Heat are not giving their all. They're doing everything they can. They have an outstanding coach. You know, Spolstra is a fantastic coach. He's a champion. Players are doing everything they can, but they just don't have an answer for for Jovic, you know, for the Joker. They just don't have an answer for him, and that's the issue right there. You know, they. I almost think that you may have to just sell out and just try to double-team him and leave somebody open and just hope and see what happens at that point. They haven't done that yet, but they are trying to defensively put anybody to count on him, and they're doing their best, but they just – they're just having trouble right now. The score is 55 to 47 with a, just over a minute to go to halftime. So again, it's 55 to 47 nuggets and they're ahead going to halftime. And, you know, the game is still not over yet, but I just think if you're the heat and if you really want to make this a series, you have to win tonight's game because you didn't tie the series going into Denver I just think if you really want to win this series or at least put yourself in a position to win, you got to win tonight's game. I mean, you know, that's the way it is. But, yeah, I, I think the Heat could possibly win, but I just don't see it. I, I figured they would win a game, maybe two, and I right now it's seeming that that's the way it's going to go. It seemed like they're going to go ahead and just keep fighting. And, you know, they got one game down but we're going to wait and see. So a lot is going on in the NBA. And I wanted to kind of give some athletes out there who I have the pleasure of meeting a lot, a chance to go ahead and help them out and how to avoid drama. Not going into too many specific details, But as you know, and everybody knows in the world, what's going on with, you know, Zion Williamson and his situation. And I will just say that in life, sometimes you just got to make sure that you choose who you, who you, who you roll with and who you're going to kind of be cool with. Because in this situation, you have somebody who clearly, clearly is looking for a lot of attention in the wrong places. Anytime you have somebody who's fascinated with social media, who's fascinated with, let's say, posting stuff up all the time, letting their whole life, people know their whole life story all the time on social media, and they have no what's called filter. You know, some people put things on social media they only put what they really want you to know and then there's some people that just go overboard with it you can clearly tell the difference what i would propose to athletes if you see that behavior in people you might want to try to avoid them at all costs because they are quick to air your dirty laundry that's just the way it goes you know um what ends up happening is the worst thing you want to do is give somebody who's looking for drama, looking for attention. The worst thing you want to do is take them to a fancy restaurant and have them at their, you know, have them eat a la carte and give them a full plate of a meal 
or give them the black credit card and just say you can get whatever you want. Because when you look at when you find somebody who really loves drama, guess what? They're in heaven when you give them what they're looking for, and you play that role and you play the fool in a, in a sense is what they would say. This is a situation I want to really relate to athletes that sometimes it's just not worth it. You know, if you see somebody who is can be toxic in that regard, just just turn turn the other way. It's just not worth it because it caused you a lot of aggravation and embarrassment. And I, I know if you've been on Twitter, you pretty much know what I'm already talking about. Sometimes you just got to avoid drama and avoid situations at all costs. And because what happens is when somebody finds what they're looking for and you give them that kind of ammunition, you give them that food to fill, they're going to run with it. And here's a classic example. Someone saying, hey, I'm just going on this rant because (laughs) I got emotionally played but I'm not looking for clout or money. Usually when someone says they're not looking for something, usually they are looking for something. For example, if someone says, hey, I'm not looking to argue, in most cases, they are looking to argue with you. They just want you to think they're not, or they will hope that they say that and it throws you off. Another example, when someone says, I know what I'm saying sounds like an excuse, but it's really not. Usually what follows right after that is an excuse because they are giving you an excuse, but they're trying to sugarcoat it. Someone says, I feel like I got emotionally played. I'm not clout chasing or looking for money. Yeah, right. You are clout chasing and you are looking for money. And I would even actually say, believe it or not, I think more clout chasing than money. I think the money, you're looking for that too, but what's right now on the table is clout chasing. Nobody has something that bothers them and they have to go ahead and tweet for three straight days the thing that's bothering them. Usually if you have like a horrible day at work, you might tweet two or three things, maybe four. Maybe that day you just let it all out. And then the next day you go to sleep, something will divert your attention. You'll see something on TV, a story or something. You get some fresh air. Maybe it might bother you a little bit the next day. But that would be the end of it not three straight days unless you're looking for clout, you know? And what I would just say is sometimes you just got to turn and just say, you know what? It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And you can see those warning signs. When you see those warning signs, don't walk away, run. The other piece of advice I would give to athletes is, you know, when you do start to move up and take your career more seriously, no matter what sport you're in, you also have to elevate the people that you're around. I'm not saying you just, you know, change your phone number or you diss them hard, but you may have to consider drifting away from them. And that is just part of it. You have to elevate the people you're around, the people you hang with. I know it's hard sometimes to do that, but if you see that you're around people that are just takers and they're not helping you in any way and they're not giving you emotional support, they're not, I'm not saying they're just telling you what you want to hear, but they're just, you can just tell, just leeches, you're going to have to find a way to avoid those type of people in a nice, respectful manner. And you probably know better than anyone else. Not just, you know, cold diss anybody. Don't be cold and abrasive, but kind of drift away. And that's what you got to do. 
this is sound advice to help a lot of athletes avoid drama, a lot avoid headaches. And I really hope this advice helps. There's a lot of things going on. And again, if you guys wish to call in, it's 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. We're going to go ahead and switch a little gears here and talk about the big merger that happened in Live Golf and PGA. Before I do that, let me just give you a quick update on the score. It is officially halftime now. Nuggets 55, the Miami 51. So they did get up some some points there. That is the heat. And it's only within four. So the, the Nuggets only leading by four at halftime. If you're the heat, that's actually a pretty good position to be in. So it's still going to be a game. So I'll keep you guys up to date on that score. So, yeah, that was the big news that happened this week. Golf, Live Golf, and the PGA merger. I'll give you my takes on that. First things first, I would have to say that I'm not really surprised that this merger happened. And you might say, hey, how are you not surprised that they merged? Well, as the saying goes, if you can't beat them, join them. The reason why I'm not surprised that this merger happened is because you have some of the best players in the world playing on one tour, and then you have another tour that has outstanding players too. So who's the best? And they have different rules, different regulations. They're, you know, they're not the same. One, you can wear shorts. One, you can't. One is a little bit more laid back. One is not. They're not the same. You know, it, it's still golf, but it's not the same. It's kind of like XFL and NFL. They are both football. They're both entertaining. They're both great, but they're not the same product. So you had – this went on for about two years. What PJ Golf was thinking was that if we bad talk them enough and people don't support them, then Live Golf will go away. Well, they were wrong. Live Golf is backed – by the Saudi Arabian government, and they have, <laughs> does this say it nicely, a ton of money, okay? So they didn't, even though they paid all these these golfers all this money, they still have a lot of money. And they did get a TV deal, the Live Golf. So they were going in a process of building a golf league. You know, it's, it's, it's not overnight, but they were hanging in there. PGA thought they were going to go away, and they didn't. So as I said earlier, if you can't beat them, join them. I just think Monaghan, you know, the, the commissioner and everything, I just feel as if the PGA Tour did this kind of shady in this in this regard. At first, when this first came out to Live Golf, I always said in the beginning that, hey, I don't be, you know, definitely I don't have anything against a player, a golfer, who actually wanted to go play for live golf. I know a lot of people did. They kept saying, Oh, you're playing for Saudi Arabia. You're playing for bud money and all that. If you actually look at the facts and check into it, there is actually a lot of companies that do business here in the States with the Saudis. Check it yourself. Bank of America, Shell gas. Anytime you get gas, you are, you are contributing to the Saudi Arabian government. Where do you think the gas is coming from? You know, it, you, you might 
like the fact that you can get put gas in your car, but because they're playing golf, there's a problem. You know, it's like you're taking money from a company, uh, country and you're okay with it on one end, but you're not okay with it in the other end. Bank of America, Shell, and the list goes on and on and on. You check it yourself. Google it. How many companies actually do business? The guys who took the money made a business decision. You even take a guy like HB3. He said it in the beginning. You know, he had Michael Jordan who was telling him, don't take the money. Well, you know, he didn't make a harsh or rash decision. He thought about it. He looked into everything. And he just said, quote, unquote, the opportunity was just too great for me to pass up. So he looked at all the angles, the positive and negatives. And believe me, you, he did get, when he did officially sign with them, even though he did get his payday, what came along with that was he was a guy that actually was loved a lot by the golfers here, but there was a lot of haters. He got a lot of backlash, and he even spoke out about it that, hey, he was just not used to it. Some people are just not used to being hated on. Some people can handle it better than others. It definitely shake, shook him up that he, he got hated on. But now, lo and behold, guess what? He's looking like a genius because he took the money, whereas if he didn't take the money, two companies now emerging, and you would have had no opportunity at this point. And this is another thing would have to say. So I was not surprised. That's one question. And who's to blame? Well, I'd have to say PJ Golf is is to blame a lot in this. They could have actually moved or listened to some of the guys on tour and made some of those changes so people wouldn't be compelled to start a new league. But, you know, since you have Monopoly, you feel like, hey, I can do whatever I want. Well, lo and behold, things change. Now, what I'll say is this. In this situation where you have a merger, the person who I feel is really, you know, I'm going to quote Derek Jeter. And what he said in his documentary, you know, the captain, loyalty one way is stupidity. Loyalty one way is stupidity. I would say Roy McElroy right now, the reason why his game is suffering and he's playing poorly and he's not winning tournaments is because live golf is living rent free in his head. Listen, you did not take the boatload of money they were offering you and that's fine, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you, if somebody gives me an opportunity, right. And I look at the opportunity and I just said, you know what, this opportunity is not the best fit for me. I'm not going to go forward with it, whatever it is. Most people just turn down the opportunity respectfully and they move on. They don't think about the opportunity more. They go on to their next looking for the next opportunity. Maybe the next opportunity will fit for you. You can't turn down an opportunity though and then emotionally have the baggage of saying, hey, what those guys are offering or what those guys are doing are messed up and it's bad. It's not good. I hate what they're doing. Listen, they offered you an opportunity. You looked at it and said, it's not the best fit for me. That's it. Move on. You can't continue to carry emotional baggage because you're unhappy about something, a situation somebody else is doing. Let's say they decide to start, you know, a company and that company says, Hey, Alan, we're going to do things a little differently than yours. 
we're going to offer you X, Y, Z. Are you interested or are you not? And if I say, well, let me think about it. I go ahead and think about it and look at it and say, you know what? It's not the best fit for me. I can't turn down an opportunity and then after I turn down an opportunity, be thinking about what they're doing at XY company all day long and expect me to perform well. That's what Roy is doing. And then on top of that, Roy is also staying loyal to a company that's not being loyal to him. Roy McIlroy, as much as he defends PGA Tour, puts down Live Golf, he found out about the merger and his own admission the same time we found out. So they kept him in the dark. They may have kept him in the dark because they felt as if he was going to disagree, or they just kept him in the dark because they didn't care enough to tell him. Either one of the two is not good for him. You know, so I feel as if Roy needs to, number one, let it go. Let Live Golf go. Stop, you know, just say, hey, guys, you know, glad to see you come back. Let's go ahead and compete. Let's really see who's the best now that you're back. And then at the PGA Tour, you got to understand it's a business. At the end of the day, your feelings are not really what's going to make the decision. What's going to make the decision, and this is another reason why I wasn't surprised, in most cases, is the almighty dollar when it comes to corporate America. I've worked in corporate America a long time. I will tell you, most of the decisions, regardless of how great of an employee you are, most of the decisions that they make is based on dollars, based on money. Believe it or not, you can be a stellar employee. They can treat you nice. They can say nice things to you. They can gift you things. But at the end of the day, if there's a deal to be made where they can make more money, and your feelings are going to get hurt, they're going to make that deal and hurt your feelings. Corporate America doesn't have any loyalty. They have, I would even say, about as worse or about as bad a loyalty as what I was talking about earlier when you do somebody wrong with drama. They are about the same, corporate America. But at least with corporate America, usually you got a deal attached to it. You know, the bottom line is, when it comes to corporate America, unfortunately, you'll find out more often than not, you might think you're special, and they're going to treat you like you're special, but you're really not special. Meaning, hey, at the end of the day, they're trying to make money. Case in point, Tiger Woods done worlds for the PGA Tour, made, sold out events i mean how much money this guy has made the tour and his career has been ridiculous merchandise sales ticket sales appearance fees people making donations you know because he'll do a charitable event people will pay a lot of money for them to show up at that event then they'll spend a lot of money while they're there too but as soon as tiger woods did something and it came to light Right around Thanksgiving, what did they do? They went ahead and publicly threw him underneath the bus. Now, if you really did care about the guy, you could have done it a lot more politically correct. You know, we're going to say we're going to pray for him. We're going to hope that things work out for him and his family. 
you know, we don't know. Just give the corp company line. We don't know all the details, but I will talk to him privately. I'm not right now at liberty to talk about his situation publicly right now. You know, you could say stuff like that, but no. As soon as he got in trouble, they took the opportunity right away to throw him in underneath the bus. So you might have thought he was special up to that point, but the reality is they look at him as a cash cow. He did something to affect that cash cow. And that's what it is. So there is no loyalty in 14 corporate America. They make you feel good and they make you think differently because you'll, if they make you feel that way, you'll act differently. If you feel like you're special and they're going to, and you're the exception to the rule. Well, guess what? They're going to keep feeding into that, but eventually you'll find out the hard way. You're not as special as you, as they made you feel. They just did that because you were, you were doing something for them. Once they feel like they don't care if that something for them is worth it, or they can find somebody who can do it better, cheaper, better, faster, or the same, they're going to move on to someone else. So then comes the other part. Is this better for the game of golf? Yes, it is better for the game of golf. It may not seem that way right now because it's, you know, smoke is still in the air. There's still hard feelings. But as they come up with the new name, as guys get affirmated playing back from Live Golf with the PGA Tour, it is going to be better for the game of golf because now you're not going to have, you know, unlike the XFL and NFL, you have kind of like, you can almost say there's two different levels of talent. Well, just think about if there's an NFL and then you got the Falcons, the Bucks playing in one league and you got, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs playing another. Now that they're back together, it is going to be better for the game of golf. It is going to take some time to, for people's egos to get bruised, you know, who got bruised and people get over it. People have hard feelings. It'll take some time for that to get over it, but overall you're going to, it's going to be better. You're going to have the best golfers playing on one tour. And I know that when they make this merger, they're going to, they're going to listen to what some of the players say, and they're going to probably bend some of the rules that were kind of too stiff on PGA. And they'll probably look at the live golf rules. At least I hope they do and come up with a product that everybody's going to really enjoy, you know? So it is going to be better for the game of golf. So that's going to be exciting to see. I'm excited to see it too. I'll keep you posted on it. And third quarter is about to get started. It just did start at 57-51, so I'll keep you posted on the Denver Nuggets game. And I will keep you posted on things in golf and let you see how things might change or shake out. But there's a lot going on. (laughs) Definitely, last thing I'm going to say on that is, Rory, if you want to make your game better, Forget about Live Golf and what those guys are doing. Stop counting around the hate that you have with Live Golf. Learn to play, blocking that out. And yes, the PGA Tour did you dirty. They did you dirty. At the end of the day, you could have just taken this money. But I wouldn't even think about that right now. I would just say, you know what? I'm not going to think about Live Golf. I'm not going to think about the PGA Tour. I'm just going to go back to the place where I just played golf and had fun. I enjoyed playing golf and competing. I'm going to get into that mind space. I think if you do that, 
your game is going to be a lot better. And then lo and behold, there's going to be a tournament. You're going to be close to winning or about winning. And if you just keep your mind free of, of all that drama, who knows? You might end up getting that win. So just hang in there. Don't live, live golf. That hatred stay in your heart. So we're going to go ahead and switch gears into Major League Baseball and talk about Pete Alonzo. Got hit by a pitch. This was the day after he went yard, for those who don't know. And he basically said, throw that pitch again from the dugout to the pitcher. You know, so he was talking some smack. And to me, to me, it did not surprise me that he got hit the next day. Now, was it intentional? I think it was intentional because I do think the reason why I think it was intentional because he said it loud enough and he made a scene and he was very pointed enough about it to the pitcher that it was on sports center. So it wasn't like he told one of his teammates, Hey, I hope he throws it again. No, he made it a point to tell the pitcher, Hey, I hope you hope he throws it again, which in my opinion was totally unnecessary. It was totally unnecessary from Pete Alonso to do that because look, you just went yard. You just hit a home run. Okay. You beat the pitcher. That's point blank. He threw your pitch. You handle it. You hit it at a ballpark. You should really keep that to yourself because if you come up against him again, now you, if you, you're going to be looking for that pitch and maybe you can hit another home run. Pete Alonso is a guy who's a home run derby champ twice. And he's a guy who hit home runs all the time. You might expect that from somebody who doesn't hit home runs. But come on, man. You're a guy who's versed in this. You hit home runs all the time. You don't need to be talking smack and telling guys, hey, throw that pitch again. Keep your mouth shut and say to yourself, hey, I hope he does throw that pitch again because I can get another home run. You have two home runs in a day. Okay? Sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut when you see an opportunity. You know, just like in life, sometimes when you have goals and determination, you got to be selective and very careful who you tell those goals to. Most times, you have to keep those goals to yourself. They might be a close family member, a really close friend that you could trust, that you could tell them your goals. But most cases, when you tell people your goals, it doesn't work out well for you, if you especially if you tell the wrong person. Well, I knew he was going to get hit because you done made a scene. You wasn't a wrong. You were talking smack. And I thought the next time you came up, you were going to catch one in your ear. Well, it happened the first at bat. Now, the pitch was borderline, meaning it was right. It was going to be a tight pitch. Pete Alonso moved out of the way. The pitch would have been right where his wrists are. He actually did the – he kind of turned into the pitch. So he got hit right on the, the wrist. So – and then he had to leave the game. But there's also a thing – I look at it like this. I do believe it was intentional, but let's say I'm wrong. What I feel like what you brought upon yourself was karma, bad karma by you talking junk. So if the guy didn't do it intentionally, what you brought on yourself was karma, bad karma. You was talking unnecessary junk. You didn't need to. You hit a home run. Hey, if he, you should be hoping to hit those that pitch again, keep it to yourself. Hit another one. You know, and guess what happened? 
not only did you get knocked out in the next game, the Mets got swept. You lost all games against the number one team. This goes into why guys need to just sometimes stop talking junk and keep your mouth shut. Because usually when you talk junk, in most cases than not, it comes back to bite you in the rear end. Don't do it. Because either you're going to bring bad karma or you're going to get somebody who's going to retaliate or you're going to get somebody who is going to be super extra motivated to beat you. And being awesome in sports is hard enough. In order for you to be a lot greater or better than someone else, it's not easy. It's not easy for you to do that. So you don't need to bring extra drama. You don't need to bring, make your job harder. You don't need to do any of that. That's why you shouldn't talk junk. And when I get into the boxing fights a bit later, I'm going to explain to you why this is so important to stop talking junk. Just go out there and play. Play the game. Be humble. Peter Alonzo doesn't say that. I have a feeling he doesn't get hit the next day. He might hit another home run. So the Mets, <laughs> they got swept. That's what you get. You know, that's the thing. And the Rays are still doing their thing. I see that they're still winning games. They actually picked up the race even more. They went ahead and now they got the lead extended to nine and a half games over the Yankees. It got cut down a whole lot, but they, they are just uh, clicking on all cylinders. And yeah, so we'll keep you posted on that as well. I did uh, try to get media pass for the Rays for this past Wednesday Needless to say, I didn't get any response, but we don't give up here at the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I will keep trying and keep applying. You keep knocking on the door, somebody's going to give you an opportunity. That's how I feel in life. If you keep knocking on the door, somebody eventually give you an opportunity. And when you get that opportunity, you can't just be excited about getting the opportunity. Yes, it's exciting when you get opportunity, but you also have to be excited about moving in that opportunity just as much so if opportunity comes up you got to jump in you got to go ahead and make that impact and speaking of impact the denver nuggets have now went up 65 to 55 against the heat to the third quarter with seven and a half minutes to go so the nuggets got a 10 point lead the game's still not over yet but a lot a lot going on. I'm going to go ahead and talk about some football XFL showcases that's coming up. We're going to do that as well. So let me just take a quick little break right now and play your sports theme song by Sam Scola. Sports theme song by Sam Scola.
All right, so that's Sam Scola sports theme song. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam Scola. So I did want to go ahead and let you guys know, if you don't already know already, this is a big month for the XFL. And why it's a big month is because now they're having the HBCU showcases. They're also having the rookie draft. And they're having the tryouts as well. So if you look at our page, I posted up the link. You can also go to XFL.com, get registered, and ball out. Get registered and ball out and tell them the Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show sent you. Here's the bottom line. If you make it to the XFL, there has been over 100 players who have gotten an NFL invite. That is just in the first year of this version of the XFL. So the 2020 version got short because of COVID. For those who don't know, they had the first, you know, with Vince McMahon over 10 years ago. And guess what? This version is back now. And now that this version is back and they played a full season, over 100 players got an NFL invite. That's outstanding. When I covered the XFL, as talented as the guys are, I didn't see 100 guys getting an NFL invite. You know, when I, the first time I watched an XFL, this is the 2023 version, and I've seen the first and the second version, but let me just stay on the 2023 version, and I, it was an away game for the Guardians. I was just on ESPN2, on ESPN, it was on ESPN, and it was on ESPN+. Plus. I was taken away at the production. I really was. And it was the first game, too. It came across very professional. So the reason why I bring that up is because, hey, you make it to the XFL, and you ball out, there is a high probability you're not only going to get noticed, but if you are a standout player and you act right, not just ball out, but you get along with people, people recommend you, there's a good, a very high probability you're going to get an NFL invite. So this will be a major stepping stone to you making it to that level. I mean, over 100 players as of today have been invited. That's astonishing. Go ahead, sign up, register ball out you know go ahead and give it your all and even if you're playing on an xfl team and your team is let's say not winning games because that's what happened with the guardians there still was four players that were from the guardians that were still invited let me just make sure i have that right we have Devin Darrington, we have Rambo, we have Quentin Dormany, we have Jordan Thomas. No, we have Savion Patton. So you have five now. You have five. But yes, the list is growing, and that would be a great thing because over 100 players, and that, that's astonishing because I, I, I thought – Initially, I thought 20, maybe 30 league-wide would get, would get an invite. It's just 
you know, because, you know, it's the NFL. I know that it's not easy to get the NFL. It's very difficult. You got a lot of competition. So I thought maybe 20 to 30 was going to get league wide was going to get an invite, but to have it over hundred, I'm glad I was wrong because that's, that's remarkable. Go ahead and sign up for those XFL showcases. The reason why I wanted to make sure I also brought this up is because throughout the season, you know, players have reached out to me, you know, guys who were thinking about making it, you know, they saw what we were doing at XFL. They did it through our show. They showed the interviews. They saw the highlights and they were interested. So they reached out. In fact, somebody from the, the uh, team even asked me that, you know, you know, I'm, I'm one of the great things that I'm blessed with is that God has given me a gift of communication. And also God has given me a gift of people not being intimidated to talk to me. You know, they're, they, I feel like people, they're not afraid to come up and approach me and talk to me. I'm welcoming in that regard, which is true. So yes, go ahead, sign up, ball out. And when you go, make sure you give it 110% effort because you're being watched and you're being evaluated. So go out and give it y'all. So the question I had is, should someone try out? Absolutely. You should try out. You should give it a try because look, many, many years ago, I tried out for baseball to, and the close I got was a, a scout said he wanted to take a second look at me. Well, that happened at a tryout. So you got to try because, you know, if you go out and give it your all and you never know where it can be, it can land up. You can end up making it all the way to the NFL and beyond. So Hall of Famer. And if it's not in the cards for whatever reason, God doesn't choose that as your path, at least you know you gave it your all and this wasn't the path for you. God was opening up other doors for you in other places. And there's no shame in that either. Go ahead and try out what you should expect. Okay. Based on what I've seen at watching the XFL 54 showcase and watching, you know, the, the documentary, definitely like in, <laughs> in all places, you should expect an atmosphere very similar to what you see in the NFL combine. You're going to have to, Number one, have an outstanding 40-yard dash. That's, that's verbatim. You're going to have, definitely, gonna, they're going to check that. Your 40-yard speed dash, they're going to check your jumping, you know, where you stand still and jump. They're going to check that, just like they're doing a combine. They're also going to check your agility, you know, they'll have the, the ropes and have you kind of step in and out, see how you do that. They'll have the little you know, the little pads where you can run and hit the pads. If you're a receiver, they're going to throw passes at you and see how you do catching balls left, right, left, right. Your hand-eye coordination. They're going to probably play in, in a game, you know, simulation, see how you do. So you're going to get a workout. They're going to evaluate you. And just don't be nervous. Come there, be prepared. The best way to, to get over nerves where people are evaluating you is for you to be fully prepared. When you're fully prepared, you're going to be confident. You're going to know that you know the material. You're going to be ready to go. And you're going to feel, hey, I've been preparing for this. I'm ready to go. As I said, 
there's the five P's of life. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. I'll repeat it again. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. You come in, you come prepared, that builds confidence, that will show on the field, and that will be the difference in you getting getting that signature, getting someone to give you an opportunity. So expect to to grind it out, do your very best, stay humble, and don't leave anything to chance. Go ahead and ball out. And speaking of balling out, it is now 74 to 66. 74 to 66, Denver Nuggets over the Heat. It's quarter three, two minutes and 42 seconds. So the Heat need to do something quick because they get up 10, 12 points in the fourth quarter and you let it get it down to around the eight-minute mark. It's not going to be good for you. He got to make a move. But yes, the HBCUs, they're having the tryouts there for the XFL. I think that's a wonderful opportunity. There has been some HBCU players that have gotten invites. So these are where dream starts. Go ahead and and give it your best. So go to XFL.com. Go to our Facebook page. The Facebook page is now Alan Alford. It's Alan Alford Sports Talk Show. Alan Alford Sports Talk Show. And let us know. Let me know how you did. You know, feel free to let me know how you did. Let me know how you did at the tryout. I would love to hear from you guys. See how you did. So let me go ahead and address that as well. For those who do not know or know now, Aaron is no longer the co-host. So the reason why I'm bringing that up now is because of the fact, and I did talk touch about this earlier in the show, is that just to let you guys know what is happening next, hey, still working on the new logo. Pretty much I've gotten – the show name changed. I've gotten pretty much the podcast. So you can get that. Find us there. You can find us on social media. I put those up, those links on the Facebook page. But I am still searching and working on a new show logo. Reason why it's taking a little bit longer is because I don't want to just put up any logo and then change it within 30 or 40 days or within two months. I actually really did like our logo before, and I do want to keep – I definitely want to enhance what we have, but I do want to keep somewhat of the theme. So that is taking a little bit more of a process than I I initially thought because, you know, to let you know a little thing is that I I don't feel as if the next new logo will have a cartoonish-type character. You'll actually probably see my face. So – you know, that is something I'm working on. I'm going to keep you guys posted on that. But once it is complete, you will know it is the logo for you. You know, a lot of time when you check out logos and you shop around for something, instantly you will find what you're looking for and you will know that is the one. I haven't gotten to that point yet with the logos to say that is the one yet. So 
once I do, I will definitely post it up. That's really the only thing we're looking looking for. I know that a few people had concerns with us going now with just the one host, myself. Let me assure you, everything is going to be just fantastic. You have no worries. Can give you some great content, great interviews, definitely great insight. A lot more great things are going to be coming on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. I'm excited about it. We're going to have some great guests coming up. Definitely a lot of great things are happening on the Allen Alfred on the Allen, on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. Steve and I got to get used to it myself, but. Change is a wonderful thing. We are going to go ahead and proceed and do great and wonderful things. Trust me on that. I am going to deliver the greats for you guys. And there is a big boxing weekend coming up tomorrow. You have Lopez, Tiafimo Lopez. They're fighting tomorrow. This is actually a pretty big fight because... Tiafimo Lopez only actually lost one fight. And, you know, there's been a lot of bad blood between, you know, himself and Taylor. And, you know, anytime you're doing a weigh-in with Josh Taylor and you have to have a police officer there, then I guess it's either for show business or it's getting serious. But either way, the big fight's tomorrow. And I'm going to let you guys know, as I was telling you earlier about Pete Alonzo, it's not a good thing when you talk junk. I do feel as if Tiafimo Lopez, he's a, he's a good boxer, but I, I feel like his talk outstrays, outweighs, I should say, his talent. He talks a lot of junk. And yeah, you, you know, you're, you're a good fighter. Maybe it's slightly above average, but I, in all due respect... That's where I put Tiafimo Lopez. I, I put him slightly above average. I don't put him elite. And it's not disrespecting him. It's just just going based on the talent and, and the body of work that I see. He's above average. Now, I say that, but he, he can be streaky and go a couple of notches above average. But I don't see him being an elite fighter. I, I think he's he talks a lot, and sometimes he just gets way out of hand and gets over the top and that's what I mean I feel like he talks a big junk as if he is a lead fighter and he's not let me just tell you that maybe the fact that he talks so much kind of gets on my nerves and it did the same with Josh Taylor and this is the reason why I feel as if Josh Taylor is going to win this fight I feel as if Teofimo Lopez thinks he's going to win a fight by just talking you're not going to win a fight or a competition by just talking. You have to actually perform to win. And that's the key. Tiafimo Lopez, I think, is a good boxer, but I do think Josh Taylor, better boxer. The reason why I say that is because he's taller, lengthier. He's been more battle-tested. I think he's actually going to be smarter than Lopez in this fight, too. I think Lopez is going to be a little reckless, kind of like what he did. You know, he was just too reckless when he was fighting Lomachenko. And he was in, that's what ended up happening. When you're too reckless, you end up, I'm sorry, not, not, not when he fought 
Lomachenko. I got I got him mixed up. You know, what ended up happening is when he fought Cambosis, he was too reckless in that fight. And that's why he lost. He was just going in, trying to end the night with a knockout instead of boxing his way through the fight. He wanted to go ahead and just knock him out. And that's what ended up happening. Taking big shot after big shot after big shot. And guess who got knocked down first? Tiafimo Lopez. You know, you have to sometimes... And in more cases than not, you just can't be wailing on people to get a knockout. You have to actually box your way, set things up, and then if the knockout happens, it happens. But if you're trying to knock somebody out, it's kind of like swinging for the fences in baseball. You know, you, you can be swinging for the fences, but more often than not, when you're just trying to swing for the fences, you normally don't swing for the fences. You either pop it up or strike out because you're, you're trying too hard. You have to sometimes let let the game come to you. Tiafimo Lopez, because of the fact that he talks so much, he feels if he got to knock people out. I definitely think that's the wrong approach against Josh Taylor. You coming in here trying to knock him out, you're going to get knocked out. I think Josh Taylor is a smarter fighter than people give him credit for. He knows how to use his length to his, his height and his length to his advantage. That's going to be a challenge for Lopez, a little bit shorter and doesn't have as long of a reach. So I think Josh Taylor is going to win this fight this weekend. I really do. I think he's going to win. And not only do I think he's going to win, I do think he's going to knock down Lopez at least once. I don't know about knocking him out the whole fight. I will give Lopez credit. If he's hurt because he talks so much junk, he's probably going to get back up. But I do think Josh Taylor is going to win this fight. And this is the reason why you shouldn't talk as much junk. I think if Teofimo Lopez would stop talking as much and focus more on boxing, focus more on his technique. And, you know, there are some other things I won't bring up on the air about Tiafimo Lopez, but I will say if he would just focus more on his craft versus George Jackin, I think and know he would be a better fighter. So I will give Josh Taylor the nod. I think Josh Taylor is going to win. And, I did want to let you guys know I did submit to go ahead and cover the big fight with Terrence Crawford as well as Errol Spence. So I guess I'll just go ahead and just give you guys my prediction now on that fight. I'll let you know what I think about the Errol Spence and Crawford fight. I was going to wait till I get closer to the fight, but a lot of people have already kind of said their predictions so i'm going to save you the best for last i'm going to go ahead and give that to you now being i am giving it wow well over a month it is subject to change but i don't think it's going to change in fact if anything i would be more and more assured of my prediction based on what i'm seeing but anything could change it's a, it's almost a more than a month and a half away but i will say First and foremost, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence are the two best welterweights right now. They are by far above anybody else in that division. And I say that with all due respect with all the other fighters in the division, this is going to be an elite fight. This is actually a fight I'm really shocked because both guys are still in their prime. Yes, it did take a lot more time to make this fight than we would have liked. 
but they still are in their prime. This is a better fight competitively-wise, skill-wise, and prime-wise than the Manny Pacquiao versus Mayweather fight. Let me explain to you why. Both men were 38 years old. And not only that, in that fight too, those two men were past their prime. Terrence Crawford is 36. Let me just double check Errol's. Let me just get up to date his his age. I believe he's 29, but I will double check that. And 33, I beg your pardon, 33. But these guys are still in their prime. They're still inactive. This is this is going to be definitely a great fight. My thoughts are this. I feel as if Errol Spence is the taller, bigger, stronger puncher. And I do think he has an outstanding jab. He loves to go to the body. He's a very smart boxer. And all traditional ways that you look at it, you would give Errol the nod. Plus, Errol has fought more competitors in this weight class than Terrence. And he has more experience in this weight division, too, than Terrence. But I, having said all that, I still do feel as if Terrence is going to win this fight. And you might be like, how is he going to win the fight when he's fighting somebody who is bigger than him, taller than him, and what most people would say, which I probably would agree is stronger because he's a natural welterweight. The reason being is because Terrence Crawford is an elite and special fighter. He's very unique and very different than any of the fighters Terrence, than any of the fighters that Errol has fought in his career. Very, very different. It is very hard for you to prepare for a guy like Terrence Crawford. Let me explain to you why. He can box effectively and outstanding as a southpaw. And right in the middle of fight, in the middle of a round, he can switch to orthodox. Most fighters cannot do that. And not only can most fighters cannot do that, most fighters won't do that. He can switch styles very easily. He's just as potent with his right hand and his left. Not only that, his punches are a lot more shorter and compact and fast. He's very elusive in that ring. You know, you throw a punch that comes out wide, you, he can duck under and hit two body shots that quick to you. He's, that's where Errol is going to be really surprised in. How is this guy hitting me two, maybe three times, and I'm just throwing one punch? The speed, as they say, speed kills. I just feel as if that speed is going to be very alarming and shocking to to Errol. And also the fact that he's going to switch styles is going to be like going to like cause for pause. I think those things are going to weigh into Errol's head and not only that, I feel as if Terrence will also find a way to outpoint and outbeat Errol for the first four or five rounds. Once that happens, I feel Errol is going to get more desperate and get more wild, which is going to cause him to get even more hit with more counters. And I just feel as if I see Terrence kind of controlling a fight from that point on. And I don't know if it'll be a knockout per se. I don't 
I, Errol has a very good chin, but I do feel as if it's going to be a pretty sound decision-wise win for Terrence Crawford. I feel like our Terrence will clearly win eight, nine rounds to maybe Errol's two or three. I really do believe that. I think it's going to be a complete domination as far as points is concerned. Errol's going to be have a hard time once Terrence, Terrence starts to take control of this fight. I feel as if Errol's going to have a hard time to not only make it a more closer fight because he's going to be getting hit by so many punches and, you know, by, because of the fact that Errol does take a little bit wider punch, he's going to be also taking it back that he won't be able to control a fight like he would in most cases. 97, 98% of the time, Errol hits you with the jab, hits you with a good right hook. That's not too wild, but he placed it well. He, he does the great body attack. And in most cases, that would beat 97, 98% of the boxers especially as effectively as Errol does those things. And he's a very good puncher. He also has, you know, not great defense, but pretty good defense. It's just Terrence is a, is a different cat. He's very elusive and a different cat. I see what makes you feel as if even more so that Terrence is going to win this fight is that over the last week or two, even when this came to, to light that it's now official, I love Terrence's approach. He's very calm. He's very cool, calm, and relaxed. Kind of like got a, like a quiet confidence to him. And not that Errol doesn't have confidence, too, but I just like the fact of what I'm seeing from Terrence. He seems prepared. He seems relaxed and ready to go. I, I love that type of approach. I feel as if more pressure is, is on Errol, and I do feel as if more people are probably going to pick Errol to win this fight, which bodes to more pressure on Errol. And that's bows into what I was telling you earlier. Terrence starts coming on, winning in, winning the first four or five rounds, or at least wins five out of six. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Errol. Usually when there's a lot of pressure and you start pressing, the worst thing you want to do is actually start taking more risk and wilder and more aggressive shots with a guy like Terrence because he's just so fast and elusive. He's going to just counterpunch you and make it worse. So, I have Terrence winning the fight on a stoppage. I wouldn't be surprised if Terrence actually did knock down Errol, not like knock him out, but like caught him with a good counter shot and he caught him like off balance and put him down. But I just, I don't feel as if there'll be a TKO or knockout in that regard. I just feel as if Terrence is going to do his thing and just win eight or nine out of those rounds. And that's all you got to do. So I have Terrence Crawford winning. And it's a little over a month and a half away. My opinion is something's changed, but for now, that's what I'm going with. Terrence Crawford to win. And it'll be great because they already have a, a rematch clause, so we'll get a chance to see it again. But yes, and see, this goes into more about taking wild shots, what I'm going to talk to you about now. Just like I predicted, Caressa Shields, she won her fight last weekend. Well, she was taking a lot of wild, crazy shots. And against an inferior competitor, that was all she needed to do was take wild shots. She didn't really connect a lot of those wild shots, but because she, the opponent she was facing 
really didn't have the technical skills to counter counteract those wild shots. She kind of absorbed a couple of them. She missed a whole lot, but she was at least able to hit enough to win the rounds. But I was watching that fight the whole time. I said, if somebody taught this, taught her, Marcella, how to kind of counter somebody taking wild shots, she was leaving herself wide open to get hit by two or three punches. And if she would have strategically placed her shots while she's taking those wild shots, guess what? This could have been a whole different ballgame because she was taking some a lot of wild shots. You could see most of her shots, not all of them. Some of them she disguised pretty well, but most of them you could see coming, her winding up. Not, now, Errol doesn't wind up like that, but he does take a wide shot. A person like, like a Terrence Crawford, who knows what he's doing, will hit you with a couple of counters even inside of you taking a wild shot. So I, I just – I have Terrence Crawford winning a fight, and I don't think I'm going to change my mind between now and then. Anything can happen, injury, you know, hopefully it doesn't, but I have Terrence Crawford winning. But I will – Keep you up to date on all things boxing. That's what I do here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. To date on boxing, XFL, a whole lot more. And speaking of that, we're going to keep you up to date on the score. We are now in the fourth quarter, nine minutes and 13 seconds. Denver Nuggets have an 86 to 77 lead. 86 to 77 lead for the Denver Nuggets. Nine minutes, 13 seconds to go. So it's still a game, only an eight-point lead. And the Heat are doing pretty good. They got four points already. I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. They have five points in the fourth quarter. The Denver Nuggets, zero points so far in the fourth quarter, that is. So they are definitely pushing to get a win. And I'll keep posting on that throughout the broadcast. Yeah, so definitely we have some great things coming up this weekend, some great events that I have the honor and privilege to be a part of. You know, it's and I'll talk about those events, but I definitely wanted to give All Pro Dad big props and shout out. Definitely really cannot tell you how much I love and admire all Pro Dan, I'll tell you why right after this. Yeah, big shout out to All Pro Dad because the great thing is I had a, a fantastic meeting with All Pro Dad, and the great thing was I got a chance to, to meet with the director, regional expansion specialist some team captains, and it's just a great business to be a part of. You help shape the community. You help uplift and inspire dads. And those are big things because, you know, when you have great role models, those role models end up being great dads and great husbands. If you don't, fortunately, bad things can happen. So shout out to All Pro Dad. Big time, if you're not involved with All Pro Dad, I would suggest that you 
find a way to get involved, please visit allprodad.com and definitely check and see how you can get get involved, whether you become a team captain, whether you are to a meeting, a lot of different ways you can get involved. I would definitely get involved with an outstanding organization. It is phenomenal. And I post a lot of the stuff on the page because it is something that, hey, when they do events, they usually do it hey, right at Camper World Stadium, Raymond James, Bill Napier. I've met uh, some full air, Brian Dawkins. Definitely, you get a chance to meet Tony Junji. You know, Chris, you know, the list goes on and on and on. So it's it's going to be definitely something you should go ahead and be a part of. Gus Malzone, Gus, Gus Malzon, I beg your pardon, Gus, Mal, Gus Malzon, that is a UCF coach, head coach. So definitely check it out, allprodad.com. And I have the distinct honor of talking about some events that's coming up. Still get those tickets. Still get those tickets. Go to our webpage there at Alan Alfred Sports Talk Show right there on Facebook. You see those events and you'll see the links. But let me talk about Saturday's event first. I'm going to be honored and blessed to be the EMC for Gigi's Playhouse Tampa Casino Night. Saturday night, that's tomorrow night. Tickets are selling fast. And if you register real quick, you can get additional casino chips. Now, this is not for real money. This is a fundraiser. Still has some scratch-off tickets there. But it's, you know, so don't worry. It's all for fun. There's no real money there. But you are going to, what is real is the fact that you're going to be helping out an outstanding organizations, Gigi's Playhouse, in Tampa, you know, this is definitely to build awareness of Down syndrome. And this is going to be now the third event I'll be emceeing. Anytime they want me at Gigi's Playhouse, I'll continue to do it. But definitely, if you get that ticket right there at ggsplayhouse.org, and you can go ahead to our Facebook page and find a link there, you will have an outstanding time. And not only that, you'll see me. And on top of that, you'll be supporting an awesome cause. So it's a win, win, win all the way around. Definitely, I'm excited to be the EMC. Going to bring a lot of energy. It's at South University right there in North Hines Avenue. So I'm excited about it. And it's going to be a great, great time. The event starts at 6.30, 6.30 p.m. So definitely <laughs> Come on down and have a great time. It's going to be fun. And, yep, that's right. Doors open at 6.30. Beer and wine is from 6.30 to 10.30. And the casino starts at 7 p.m. and ends at 10. So, figure everything is going to start winding down right around 10.30. Because the trophy presentations, raffle drawings, and live auctions. So, it's going to be fun. And it's all for a great cause, a fundraiser for Down Syndrome. Come down. You won't be disappointed. These things are great. And a lot of things are sold out, uh, you know, already. So come on down. You, the tickets are not sold out, but 
a lot of sponsorships are. Thank you, Gigi's Playhouse, for Gigi's Playhouse in Tampa, for definitely blessing me with such a great opportunity. I won't disappoint. Going to be there and do a fantastic job for you guys. That is Saturday night. Sunday morning, guess what? We are going to be at Ybor City. Well, I should say it like this. We're going to be supporting the Ybor City Museum Society at the 39th Annual Legacy Awards. This is in the Ybor City Museum Society. is throwing it, but also Tampa Baseball Museum will be there. That's going to be awesome, too. A lot of people from that will be there. And you're going to get a chance to see them honoring Lou Pinella. And you'll also see Tom DeGeorge and Jill Wax. A lot of great people are going to be at this event. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be actually a Sunday brunch at the Columbia Restaurant. Columbia Restaurant. That is going to be awesome. Uh, you know, that is fantastic. At the Columbia Restaurant. That's that's going to be cool. So the event on for the Columbia Restaurant will start at 1130 and ends at 1.30, two hours. And it's going to be Ybor City Inspired Brunch. So I'm excited about that. Lizette Campos is the mistress of ceremony, eight-time Emmy Award winner. So I'm excited about doing that. I won't be the EMC at that event. I'm going to be in attendance, having a great time. And we hope that you guys are in attendance too. You can still get your tickets. Shout out to Columbia Restaurant for being so cool and sharing that post on Instagram and retweeting on Twitter. And I appreciate them following as well. So that is fantastic. Really want to thank Columbia Restaurant, Ybor City Museum Society, as well as the Tampa Baseball Museum, Al Lopez House. You know, definitely I got to give them props because, you know, I saw the event. I wasn't sure if I could make it. When they called me up and asked me if you're going to be there, I couldn't resist and tell them no. So, (laughs) no, because they told me more details about the event. There's no way I was going to say no. So I am so honored and glad to be going to both of those events. It's going to be a busy weekend for me. My daughter actually has a daughter uh, dance recital too early in the day on Saturday. So it worked out good that the event on Saturday is later in the evening. But it's going to be a busy weekend. I will make sure that I post up all those pictures and video of the events, you know, for you guys. I'm excited for it. So I'm going to make sure I'm ready to go. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be exciting. So definitely let me make sure I give you guys this information too. Let me give you our phone number here. It's 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. So you have that number there. And definitely you can always hold on to that. That's the number to call in. So if you ever want to call in and give me your opinion on something live, you can chime in at that number. And let me update the score for you here. Oh, wow. The Heat are really, really doing their thing. It's 91 to 83. 91 to 83 with six minutes, 55 seconds left. 
So the Heat are definitely not going to go out without a fight. I got to give them credit. I still have the Heat winning another game, so we'll see if this is going to be that second game. Still have the Denver Nuggets winning the series. I predicted it four games to two, so we will see. But it's going to be great for that. That that game is going to be coming down to a wire. It's not going to be a blowout. So in the fourth quarter, the Heat have scored 10 points. The Nuggets have scored five. So the Heat, the Nuggets come down to the to the still 91 to 83. And one thing I did see that I did want to bring up, I did see, <laughs> and it jogged my memory to the Yankees against the Red Sox. And this was when the Red Sox came back and won four straight. They showed on, I don't think it was Sports Center, but it was a one of the more popular news sites on Instagram and it popped up on my feed and it brought back memories because that's the only time that a team has came back and won four straight and won a series. And that was against my Yankees, the Red Sox. And they showed that play of how Dave Roberts got on, you know, he was a pinch hitter, stole second base and it was a close play, but he was indeed safe. The ref got it right. Dave Roberts was safe. Yeah, I know it was a close swipe tag by Derek, but no. Dave Roberts was safe, and safe was the right call. And it's just unbelievable how Mo, who's always reliable, let up a hit right up center field. Dave Roberts scored, and then Big Poppy comes and hits a home run. And they never looked back. They never looked back. So it just goes to show you it's not over till it's over. You know, until another team ties or does – well, ties now because, you know, that's all you can do is, is tie that now because they were down 0-3, came back and won four straight and won the series. Hasn't been done in finals history. And that won't apply in this series because no, they didn't go down 3-0. So it's 94 to 87 with five minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. And that's the Nuggets leading 94 to 87, five minutes and 33 seconds. But yeah, you know what? (laughs) It jogged my memory because they posted that up. And then right after that, they had Derek Jeter doing his golfing event. So I'd have to say I had to say the biggest collapse and the biggest fold was that series against the Yankees. The Yankees lost four straight against the Boston Red Sox. They their rival. It's just unbelievable. But it did happen. History in the making. I just brought that up because that came up today <laughs> and I figured I'd share that with you. But yes, I definitely want to let you guys know that great things on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show is coming up. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your comments. 
likes, follows. Definitely wanted to appreciate all the great comments that people have given me and the, you know, the, the motivation to keep going forward and also the great comments, you know, like anytime you're, you're going into a venture by yourself, sometimes people will get nervous and get scared, but I'm not because I got faith and I got you guys supporting me. So definitely it was great run with me and Aaron doing the show together but I really feel as if things are even greater. Things are coming up with change comes great opportunities. And that's what we have here. Me and you, we have a great opportunity at the Allen Alfred sports talk show. We're going to have a great guest coming on, on the show next week, even next week, we have a great co-host. That's the one thing that a lot of people have asked me, Hey, can I, can I be a co-host now? Can I be a co-host for a day? You know, Great thing is, well, next week we have a great co-host coming. I will put those details later in the week on our Facebook page, and I'll post it up as well. So definitely those things are coming on. And definitely wanted to give props to Savion Patton because, I was mentioned earlier, he was one of the players that got the NFL invite. I did post it up too on my Instagram page. So big props to Savion Patton for his NFL invite. And the the team that he got the NFL invite for, let me go ahead and, and give you guys that information as well. Let me go ahead. And that is going to be, let me just take a look here. The Falcons. I could have swore he got – the reason why I was double-checking that because I could have swore he got another invite with another team. But you know what? One is sometimes all you need. So the Falcons, they did post it up. So big props to Savion Patton with that invite. That's going to be a big thing there. I'll keep you guys posted on Savion Patton and what he does. Definitely that is well-deserved. So – I'll let you guys know how that ends out. I definitely hope the Falcons do. They they do take them, you know, so it's going to be exciting to see. But, yes, I definitely wanted to go ahead. Our great, wonderful sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. Again, that's Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. Back, let me play a song again. Counting for variety, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. A natural flavor, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. Florida gold honey mustard on burgers and ribs. Tasty fusion on pork and sausage. A classic taste for chicken steak tips. A hot heat wave on meatballs and it's a cookout treat, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 